Yes, I am. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hello everybody, this is Alex, uh, formerly from uh, Talk Like Nobody's Listening. I, I resigned from that original job uh, on the live radio today. I've actually brought Casper with me as well into my retirement. Mm. Would you like to say hello, Casper? Hello everybody. Yeah, and uh, more importantly, uh, this is the food chain. And this is my first food chain and I've invited a very good friend of mine from England called Gareth and otherwise known as Gwem to his many fans. Hello Gareth, welcome to Absalom Radio. Hi, Alex. It's great to be here. Fantastic. There, it's great to speak to you again. You know, just to give everyone a little background check, um, I am British and I grew up in Devon and I moved to London and that's where I met Gareth. And um, funnily enough, we weren't the best of friends in London. We didn't see each other so much, but since I've moved to Copenhagen, he's actually been the person that's visited me the most. <laughs> so uh, first of all, big up, big Big up to you for, for that. You get an air horn as well. Oh, I love that air horn. It reminds me of a rave from back in before lockdown. Mate, we miss those raves. Just give us a little introduction to yourself, Gareth. Uh, who are you? Who the hell are you? Yeah, yeah so my name's Gwen. I'm uh, primarily known as a uh, musician and I make uh, music under under the alias of Gwem in the, the chip tune or 8-bit scene, which is music made with old computers like Nintendos and Ataris. But I've uh, recently started in lockdown a, a cooking show on YouTube, which is called um, Cooking with Gwem. And I'm trying to encourage people to start cooking, maybe with their kids, the idea is that each recipe is um, around two minutes long um, using ingredients that you probably already have or, or aren't too difficult to get. I find, um, you know, the normal cooking shows can be quite intimidating. People in their 
perfect kitchens with with these obscure ingredients so i just wanted to you know try and keep it real and 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 try and get people interested in it i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of your music but but almost more of your uh, cookery program on uh, on youtube i have to say gwen I, i want to say that i also subscribe to your channel and yeah. uh, I, i'm really fond of it oh great thanks guys what i love about it is that it takes all the chaff as we say in england uh, away from cooking because cooking's become it's become extreme like everything else eventually becomes isn't it it's like you've suddenly got to have these ingredients in your kitchen that you use once to make one dish and they just sit there for the rest of your life and and what i like about yours it's like look i've got a regular kitchen i haven't got all the equipment uh but look this is what i make quite often on my monday to friday you know and uh And um and and I think that's that. and the other thing is I think is really inspiring because I just think that there's a lot of people out there that don't even have the first idea of how to cook. Yeah, I think that's true and I I also think there's you know some easy ways that you can spice up your regular dishes as well. Yeah, and I don't mean to underplay what you do either. I mean the romantic salmon was was a cut above, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. I put some extra effort in for the Valentine's Day special because I think, you know, your special someone needs a bit of extra effort. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, but also the thing I found about your uh, YouTube show is that I I still learned something. I mean, I I myself uh, I'm not bad at cooking. I've worked in kitchens as well, so got some basic skills, and I know what goes with what, and 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 it's quite quick and easy. For me to make a lot of things, but I also appreciate, um, thanks to my wife, who who hasn't uh, at all <laughs> the same kind of skill set as me in the kitchen or that imagination of oh that can go with that and that can go with that. That it's also really hard for some people, and a lot of people they 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 literally just eat takeout and, or they eat um, fast, uh, yeah, not fast food, like quick meals that you cook at home in the oven or in the microwave and. And in England, I just remember food education was never really a priority, and for me, it should be one of the highest priorities that you can that you should have in school because you've got to teach people how to uh, cook and eat properly, you know. And and uh, and again, I thought that, that that's the thing I really loved about your show, or love about your show on YouTube, is the fact that it's 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 honest. Uh, it's it's available to everyone like you say what you have what you make and what you uh, most of the ingredients that you, you use they're very easy to, to buy and you're not going to end up with that thing on your shelf for a year or it's just stuff you got in the fridge or in the cupboard and uh, and 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 i found it really inspiring and, I, and it just me- woke me up to this whole idea of food education again and just going lower rather than trying to get people like casper over here learning how to make even more lovely food for his girlfriend and friends you know so we're gonna have an example today i mean i don't know what what are you thinking gareth we haven't really talked well about i've it. Uh, got a recipe an exclusive recipe for the food chain wow okay uh, exciting which, which is um uh, a recipe called uh, chocolate cornflake cakes excellent excellent So to to make these these cakes, you need to have about 
50 grams of butter. And if you take a normal block of, of butter like you get in a shop, 50 grams is, is about two centimeters off one of those blocks. And you need 100 grams of, of chocolate. And you can just use uh, any normal chocolate bar. Uh, but you do need 100 grams, so check on the wrapping of the chocolate bar how how big it is, and get um, you know the the number that you need for the recipe. This ingredient is um, one that people might not have, but it's um, golden syrup, which is just a standard um, sugar syrup, which is quite common in the UK, and I imagine it probably is in Denmark as well. So you need three large spoons of that. So you take these ingredients and you put them together in a bowl. And you put that into your microwave. Now, the best way to approach this is not to just blast the microwave for a, for a minute or two. Just do it for 20 seconds at a time. And after each... 20 second um, cooking time just give it a, a stir and eventually the chocolate will melt into the butter and sugar syrup and at that point when it's become a uniform consistency without any lumps then you can take your cornflakes now cornflakes are a, a popular breakfast cereal here in the UK they're they're pretty um, universal across the world and I'm sure there are cornflakes also available in Denmark. So you want 100 grams of cornflakes, about the same amount of cornflakes as you had of the chocolate. And then you can stir those cornflakes into the, the melted chocolate and syrup. And you make a sort of um, mixture, your cake mixture. Once all the cornflakes are uniformly coated what you want to do is take a spoon and you just put these into little fairy cake cups it's quite fun to do if you've got kids they love uh, they love these uh, little cakes when you fill the, each uh, cornflake cup with mixture and you run out of mixture then you can just put these in the fridge for a couple of hours for the, the, the chocolate to set. And you've got your completed chocolate cornflake cakes. And there we are. Was that, was that the completion? That's the complete recipe. Now, there's a few optional ingredients that you can put in. Some people like to stir in little marshmallows into the cornflakes or maybe some raisins, depending on what you've got around. It's uh, some, a way you can exercise your creativity, really. If you don't find that you've got cornflakes, you could use bran flakes or some other type of cereal as well. Rice Krispies as well, I remember. You can pretty much, yeah, you can go crazy. You could even use some, what's it called? It's called howl gluten here. I forget that. Oats. It's probably not as delicious yeah. as crispy. Maybe they should throw them in the pan and crisp them up a bit for a moment. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, people can experiment with these things. Obviously, you're putting 
a load of chocolate and 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 syrup with these cakes so it's better if the cereal is kind of not that sweet to begin with as you say the the rice um the rice flakes would, would work really well there so they're done. I mean, we're going to stick them in the fridge for a minute, though. I'm thinking, or what? When I mean, you? Um... Yeah, exactly. I did mention that. So once sorry, you <laughs> the mixture into the uh, into the into the little um, cupcake forms, you can just put them into the fridge for a couple of hours just to allow the the chocolate mixture to set, and then you can tuck in. I remember this is exactly the kind of thing that I used to make as a kid um, with my mum. My mum um, on Sundays would just spend the whole morning baking. She'd make like cheese straws and just like you're talking about now, crunchy uh, cornflake cakes with chocolate and buns, you know, uh, or like a little little cakes, fairy cakes or whatever it is for the whole week. And it used to be the most magical place my mum's kitchen at the weekend um and then and after that after she'd finished all of that she would go on and make the traditional sunday roast dinner oh that's another great uh, recipe as well also quite an easy one to make a, a good roast yeah i actually uh, I'm, i i think that would be a really good program for you to make or an episode for you to make actually is the roast dinner at a point because it's one of those things that actually isn't that complicated it, it, it just takes time yeah absolutely you just need good ingredients and uh, and you can have a lovely roast that's it it's just about the timings like an, i remember one of the hardest things i used to find to make was an english breakfast actually which was uh, well it in Denmark, I don't know whether you know uh, what an English breakfast is, but I was also, I don't know whether you know, Gareth, personally, that it is hot breakfast uh, week. <laughs> or was it month? I can't remember. <laughs> it's hot breakfast month uh, now that we're currently celebrating in the world. But uh, that was always the hardest challenge, just to get everything at the right time. And uh, and and that's that's 50 percent of cooking i think it's just timings and and again like your recipes are so straightforward that that doesn't really massively come into uh into uh the, the equation tell us a little bit about the recipes that you've made on youtube so far as well i know you've told us about a couple of them but um yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'll just what what inspired you to start doing it really i mean well originally uh, when I started cooking with Gwen, um, it was because my girlfriend, who was who was going to come over, was late, mm. and I wasn't sure what to do with myself until she turned up. So I thought, well, I'll have a snack and I'll just film it, and you know, pretend I'm on like a cooking show. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so the first one was uh, Marmite and Cheese Crumpets, which I sort of just made <coughs> off the cuff that day. Mm. But that um, actually video actually went down really well, and people said, oh, you should do some more of these. Uh, so the next one was a banana split, yeah. which is a dessert which you make with bananas and uh, an ice cream. Uh, that was the one that I got, um, sorry to cut in, but that was the one that I made with my daughter, Wilma. 
that was basically I had a, an issue with Wilma. I don't think I told you about this, and and she doesn't want to zip up her jacket, and it's really cold. It was really cold at that time. It was like zero degrees or round about there, right? And she's a she has a high temperature, not high temperature. She's warm blooded, you know, and she shows that she doesn't really feel the cold. That could be all sorts of other things, but but she would never zip up her jacket. It was an issue, and so I basically told her that if she would zip up her jacket for a week. Sorry, we saw your program on the banana split, um, mm. or I saw no, I saw the program on the banana split, and and so I said to her, if she zips her jacket up for a week, we're going to uh, make a banana split together. And we're going to follow your instructions. And uh, she'd seen your other videos uh, at that point, and she loves seeing you because she knows who you are and and she remembers you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a great way to keep in contact with my child. You know these videos. It's it's hilarious. Um, and so we we went out shopping. Me and Wilma. I, t- I actually sent you a picture, and I of us in the in the yeah. supermarket with our little uh, trolley, kid sized trolley, <laughs> where we were going around and getting all the ingredients and. Uh, and we just had the best moment together, me and Wilma. She zipped the jacket up, bless her, for the whole week, you know. And uh, and and then on that Sunday when she got her award, um, she got to stay up a bit later, and she made it, and she absolutely loved it uh, because of the freedom, because you were involved, and also it was a reward. So it's also something I have to uh, thank you very much for because after that week, there was no problem with the zip on the jacket. That was it. That was all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Bribery with the old uh, banana split. Actually, I found that um, I didn't expect this, but quite a few mums and dads have been making my recipes because they're so simple with their kids. Yeah. Um, it's, it's ideal for that, as it turns out. And another thing I would say for that, uh, Gareth, is that... Is that um, it's hard. I've, what I've realised as a father is is that if you just give a kid food and they then have to eat it, you know, five times out of ten they're just like, "Ugh, what's that?" You know. But if you let them take part in the process, then they're interested in that food. It's a it's a huge help, you know. And again, that's why I think your videos are really really ve- relevant. You know, I laugh a little bit at them because. You know, it's it, it it is funny. You know, it's you because uh, I also know who you are. I mean, you're very serious in them, and it's not like you're not taking it seriously or anything. And uh, <laughs> um, but 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 the sarcasm, I suppose, that you, you feel comes from the fact that your kitchen, your surroundings, you know, the light, the British London water lime scale around the sink, the kettle that yes. you uh, fill up when the water's going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I am being a little bit sarcastic and uh, you know making fun of these these perfect kitchens and uh, you know not. I don't think I intend it to be funny all the time, but it just sort of turns out to be funny. So so that's good. What about um? Have you since you started making it? Have you gone out shopping? Have you gone and bought yourself some new utensils or cookery equipment that you realise suddenly that you maybe needed? I've tried not to, but I did get one thing, Alex, and that was a pair of uh, kitchen scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, I think that's something that most 
people what scissors were you using before <laughs> well i was just using normal paper scissors but mm. i i thought that probably wasn't a good look for the uh, fairy bread recipe where you need some kitchen scissors no no and i think but it's okay you know i think that's that's okay every kitchen needs a pair of uh, kitchen scissors so that's uh it's, it's 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 okay i hope you haven't walked around with shame or guilt since <laughs> No, no, I don't feel like I've sold out yet. No, good. But um, but when's the book coming out? Uh, no plans for a book right now. But uh, it's interesting you should say that. I uh, I am open to approaches by uh, <laughs> three book publishers. So if uh, any listening to the show would be interested in uh, cooking with Gwen book edition then uh, then get in touch i'm uh, very open to doing that great great i mean i'm i'm um, me and casper well to give you a quick histor- uh, story as well about why we're talking to you right now in this format i mean i've, I've, met, I've thrown a few messages your way but 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 since lockdowns happen over here in in copenhagen um absalon the place that i work that you've been to um it's uh we just have to try and keep our doors open in some way and 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 be able to communicate or give people something to do and activate them and 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 so we've uh, been running this little radio station for since towards the end of december mm. uh, and um i don't i actually told you about mine and casper's show uh, we we made a live show this week i don't know whether you heard any of it it's okay to I say did listen no. to a little <laughs> bit of it actually on uh, on the Absalon radio app, which I downloaded onto my phone. Great, great! It's a great app. Everyone should uh, consider getting it. You know, it's a fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic app to have. You can have Absalon in your pocket, everybody. It's great. And you can download it worldwide. You don't need to be in in the Copenhagen region to be able to listen to Absalon radio. Exactly, and um, it's me that built the app, uh, and and so what I do is I go into the different shows there, and I, and I actually write when something's in English as well. So so if you don't speak Danish, then uh, so then I'm I'm here to help. You know, I'm here to guide you through our programs, and uh, there's plenty of plenty of stuff. It's a horrible world, the app world. Uh, I obviously didn't program it. You know a little bit more about programming than me. Gwen, I'm sure, uh, but 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 I'm really struggling. I'm not a technician, but uh, but it's out there, everybody. But um, but we quit live on air today uh, as well. We we did our week and and we walked away. Yeah. But there's a new beginning now with the the food chain. That's it. I mean, I think sometimes that it's important to for me the reason I did it just to make the show all about me rather than you. <laughs> No, I just I just felt that I had to do it because there's other people that are doing it and I don't know what it is and and I think that it's important to be able to understand how awful it is to make live radio sometimes or how wonderful it can be I suppose but um but yeah but then I've heard about the food chain I was like this is what I have to do and the only reason I thought about it was because of uh, because of you you know I know the perfect person to ask <laughs> But um, but you do some other things, Gareth, and I think it's important that you uh, tell us a little bit about your music quickly while you're you're on here as well. And when we uh, we turn everything off, I'm gonna have to get a little playlist from you because I think it's important to uh, hear 
what you like. I mean, your music tastes and also what you do. Um, and also if there's any music that you listen to while you're cooking. I mean, so tell us a little bit about music, Gareth. Yeah, I mean, if people are interested, and I hope they will be in listening to some Gwen music, the best place to go is my Bandcamp page. And they can get that to that with Gwem, which is gwem.bandcamp.com. If you go there, people can download all my music more or less for free. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel, which um, you can search for Gwem on YouTube and you'll find it. And it has music from me as well, but it also has uh, explanations of how people can get into their own music productions. And I've actually got my own live show, which happens on Twitch every Wednesday evening, uh, where people can join. I've actually got some regular listeners from, from Scandinavia. What time is that we, show on? That's uh, 7 p.m. UK time. So that'll be... Uh, 8 o'clock sorry, over 7, here. 8 p.m. In, We're in the future uh, in, over here. That's right. So you can... Uh, join that ask your music production questions generally when i'm cooking i like to listen to uh, heavy metal music i find that um, that helps me to focus heavy metal crumpets <laughs> exactly i mean i don't feature that on on my cooking show but i'll generally listen to some power metal like uh, halloween but i'm also quite partial to the Danish band uh, Merciful Fate, you know, okay. I think it's a really good band for like chopping up some, you know, chicken livers or, or something like that. Do you chop up chicken livers? And when was the last time you chopped up a chicken liver? Uh, a few weeks ago, okay. uh, my girlfriend and I made uh, liver and, and onions, which I, I had doubts about, to be perfectly honest with you, but it was delicious. Okay, did you didn't grow up eating liver or? Well, at school we had liver, but the problem is I didn't realise it. I always thought, oh, I hate liver; it must be awful. But the problem is, at school, or at least in British schools, they didn't put a lot of effort into the cuisine on office. It was generally <laughs> overcooked, and a liver day at school was a bad day. But um, if you cook the liver properly, if you don't overcook it, mm. it's actually delicious. Okay. And the onions take away, I mean, you need a strong flavour with the liver, I think, because the liver has a lot of flavour, right? Or what? Yeah, that's true. It does have a lot of flavour on its own. Um, and the onions go really well. They just add a little bit of sweetness into the mix. Over here, they uh, they love a bit of liver. Um, it's got liver postate. It's what the kids are made of over here. It's just like liver pate, right? But... Um, mm -hmm bit of that on some rye bread with a cucumber that is lunch basically and it's lovely that it's so easy but i just I, I don't know i just still i don't want it near me i still don't want it near me i don't want it in my fridge and the, what, what makes it even worse is that, that there's a warm <laughs> addition which you can buy from the uh, local butcher <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that seems to always happen whenever i go to visit uh Wilma's uh, grandparents there's always a, a hot liver pate 
just waiting for me. <laughs> and they know I don't like it. But but anyway, it's not about me. The other the other ones, they just love it. I mean, they just can't get enough of it and fantastic. But um but it's also that interesting point of sort of like if things are introduced early in a kid's life, um, you know, then it's fine. You know, whatever it is, and if it's liver Guess what? You know they don't think much of it. They just—I mean—they just love meat in general. Kids, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's true. They no one wants to have like Brussels sprouts or broccoli when they're a kid, do they? But I think it's like the thing with tea because obviously British people like ourselves, we love tea. Mm. But if you talk to people from another country like Italy, they—they they don't like it at all, and it's partly because they. In, it's not in their culture they've not grown up with it but also secondarily they they just don't have good tea in in certain countries and of course it tastes bad and you think you don't like tea you know just like when you have livers in a British school they they of course they taste awful so yeah. you're already prejudiced from a very young age against it my um i remember one of the gifts you gave me and the family was you gave me some darjeeling tea uh bolcha it's called here what is it called uh like i forget what they're called bolcha in english what are they called like hard, sweet. hard-boiled sweets hard-boiled sweets yeah. there you go hard-boiled sweets i mean it's such a traditional name I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't bring out a product now and call it hard-boiled sweets would you <laughs> You wouldn't expect no. to sell them. Oh, buy now these new lovely unicorn hard-boiled sweets. No. Yeah, that, that sounds quite old-fashioned, doesn't it? But those uh, those are my favourite sweets, actually, those um, Darjeeling candies. They're actually Japanese, and uh, that works really well. They're sort of like iced tea, but in a, in a sweet form. Yeah, but what's good about them is that the tea takes the edge off the sweetness. You know, there's mm. something about it that just makes it an ideal uh, car um, suite. I and mean, we had them in the car for quite a while in the Vauxhall Astra, or as they call it out here, the Opel Astra. <laughs> yeah. It's very exotic in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but those were just there to keep us company, you know, and uh, it's a good gift as well because you don't just... Uh, throw a whole bunch of uh, hard-boiled sweets down your throat do you they just kind of hang around for a while so it was every time we took one it was just like a little memory of uh, when you came over to visit <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody well done you've made it halfway we've got another fantastic half to come but let's take a little break put on a cup of tea and uh, let's hear a little bit of music from gareth this is the limit Get it. 
it. If you ain't gon' hit it, then you ain't gon' lose it. As a matter of fact, then the homie, you're gonna lose it. Then you should have the moves with a few acoustics. From a basic kid in your face, and then you move it. Now that's getting in a way. I better put you when you celebrate. I said, you're ready to finish with a slowdown. You're down, crash test on me. I get in a pound, ran, and I'm to me. Since you suffer, send for me. Was in a time, you need to control me. Not even I had the time to run me. I'm slowly as I'm approaching the finish line. For every minute, I get in my mind. This is the grind. It ain't nothing personal, Jack. I think it's about time. The little play, be getting mine. Just to survive a little, get high a little, we all lie a little But that's an vision to the maximum Stacking on, feeding it to the maximum Let me ask you, you ever heard the term white lie? Does it mean it in a lie from a white man's eyes? A life we live in, let me take it way back in the past Black magic, black magic, black, all that bad Hanging on the people after taking all that he has Even suffering the act like it was never your bad Man, it's funny, but they're willing to help me see it evolve From using nothing as a weapon, now we're using revolvers Gonna pump the solve, snap back, dang You gotta pump the solve, snap back, dang You gotta pump the solve, the simple life where you want So shit, the more you drink the power of the solar I get find the sea and divide the earth in sections just to satisfy the greedy. Runs off the table of just the substance for the needy. But from this bottle of shit, the substance to feed me. Fuck what you heard before. Women living in a plague, knocking on your door, keeping it raw and hardcore, giving you more, 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 more. Fuck what you heard before. Women living in a plague, knocking on your door. Yeah, do give me that raw, 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 raw. Follow your dream, remain on the scene. Focus on the plot, kid, it's all about cream. Cheese, cheddar, challenge the same to get laid out. Ain't it a shame the way you came down, sipping on the same style? And now you're trying on your own. You died in the streets that you always go home. Go alone, cause you're way out of folks to go home. Tommy, what can I say? Now you wish you had to say. Now you wish you had to play the game. Just the day you were pushed to the limit. Pushed to the limit. I am I am a, a married man and um but at the same time I never really had a proper wedding and in the UK I mean yeah, they have them in Denmark as well but like Poldaben they call it here or in the UK a stag do and I I kind of got married on the sly I just got married in the town hall without really telling anyone but um but but one of the most favorite moments in my life uh, was uh, was was when I when when I just all the boys from England just organized really a, a day to come over and uh, hang out in Copenhagen and uh, yeah I mean I don't not that because we have to talk much about that Gareth but it just popped into the old memory there and just because uh, I can't forget it I know there was a bit of a sour taste at the end of that 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 uh, <laughs> that that whole party as well but but again like that that was just a, a great time and again I just have so much thanks for you, really. I have to say very many thanks to you, Gareth, for uh, for always making the effort to come over, man. And uh, I just want to make sure that you understand <laughs> how appreciative we are of it. And my kids know who you are, man. I mean, it really means a lot to me. But you're well, a traveller. Uh, 
You're always an excellent host, Alex, and I'm uh, very happy to, to to visit you and your family. But one of my um, favourite you know, things... Going, back, going back to food, I think, you know, you do associate food and it does trigger memories, you know, almost in a subconscious way, doesn't it? The smells and tastes brings you quite powerfully back into into certain times doesn't it what food do you remember from your childhood um i would say um tinned rice um, tinned rice ambrosia ah yeah ambrosia creamed rice. rice yeah yeah that's rice. you remember that fondly or you remember that i remember it fondly yes and i i still have it from time to time um I, th I think you, you're kind of, you know, as soon as I have it, you know, I'm back there, you know, back at home, back, you know, being six years old. And, you know, obviously my mum's not put much effort into making a dessert that day. But, you know, I'd, al I'd always quite look forward to it. Um, How often did you, know, you get dessert as a kid? Only on the weekends. Okay. But it was always there at the weekends, a dessert. Yeah, that's right. Be an apple crumble if I was lucky, or mm. you know, some sort of cake, or you know, fruit salad from a tin, or maybe creamed rice from a, from a tin. But I think actually, you said it there, apple crumble. I mean, I don't know whether there's space in your cookery program for that, but that's an easy one to make, and it's just so good. And and I think that maybe, I mean, what I liked about your um, pork pie plowman's was that it was just very a very english thing you know <laughs> um a very english dish that a lot of people wouldn't have uh, heard of before but but and also there's not everyone that can just go down the shop and get a pork pie for a quid <laughs> <laughs> well maybe yours cost one pound fifty sorry i don't want to put your pork pie down <laughs> no that's true i do quite like doing you know uniquely british recipes on the channel because they can be a bit naff, let's face it, um, and uh, and quite easy. The UK is not known for its cuisine, but on the other hand, we, we do have traditional recipes, and some of them are good. Apple crumble, I mean, it doesn't get good. much better than apple crumble, though, with a bit of custard. That's one of our best, I would say, yeah. And that's pretty straight, straight, straightforward to, to make. Have you made a, an apple crumble or... Uh... I've made many apple crumbles, although okay. not on not on the Cooking with Gwen channel. But it's a good suggestion. Maybe I should do. Uh, I think it's a crumble. nice share. I mean, your German fans will also enjoy it. I mean, I think you know an apple strudel is also a fantastic. Uh, I remember the first time I had apple strudel, and it was just like I'll never forget that moment. How delicious uh, an experience! It was. I was in Austria with my mum at that time. Actually, just me and my mum on holiday on a bus holiday. <laughs> Funnily enough, and uh, yeah, I remember two two food items from that from that journey, and that was uh, apple strudel, and the second was sauerkraut. Uh, apple, a good apple strudel is is mind blowing, and actually, a good sauerkraut is mind blowing as well. If you get the spice mix right, it can be delicious. Mine was a buffet sauerkraut, so it was most definitely out of uh, a large can or jar. <laughs> so, so it was just something that I just, you know, tried because I was 
being adventurous. I was very proud that I tried it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, put it down. Um, but uh, are you are you ready for the next uh, edition or episode of your show, or what's the status right now? I know that the beginning. Uh, of lockdown i mean there was pretty much every day when you started it and i understand you got a bit of momentum and uh, it's quite a fun thing to do when you start something new but then it got a bit slow um but i remember i want i always pushed uh, well I, I, I was just so uh personally uh impressed with it and i just wanted more i just wanted more basically <laughs> tell me when's the next when do i get my next fix when's it coming <laughs> I think I will probably uh, film one uh, this weekend, actually, Alex. Okay. Um, I might do the cornflake cakes, or I might do one of the other ones that we've we've spoken about just now. Obviously, I do have a long list of potential dishes for cooking with Gwen. I would like to do more. Ideally, I'd be doing several a week. But the difficulty with cooking with Gwen is that I have to be in a very specific frame of mind because the humor in it is quite subtle mm. i don't want to like be like oh i'm trying to be funny yeah. you know it, it it's got to be almost like unintentionally funny um so at the end of the first uh, you're right the first six were done on a daily basis and at the end of that run i found it very hard to slip into the cooking with Gwen mindset which is you know one of trying to do a, a cooking video but on the other hand trying to trying to be funny at the same time it was becoming a bit too difficult either I was starting to be too serious or like the jokey side of it became too strong so I thought oh, it's be best now to to take a break um, but I think I did the Valentine's Day special, the romantic salmon. I think it's time now for another another episode of Cooking with Gwen. It's always time for another episode of Cooking with Gwen. And uh, it's interesting what you were saying. I mean, me and Casper, like I said earlier, we uh, made this live program this week and, and it's, we didn't really have any ambitions for it and we didn't plan for it whatsoever. And I think everyone could hear that. <laughs> but it was just a case of... Um, it was also what I really want. If I was going to make a radio show, I mean, this is a radio show, obviously that I'm making. But but we talked about like, yeah, trying to make it funny, and then and I actually think that's one of the hardest things to do, really, especially if it's a little bit um, sarcastic or tongue in cheek or whatever you want to call it. And and Casper is one of those people. He's he's actually very hard to read when you see him in person, um, and to hear him on the radio, he's just completely unreadable. People don't know whether he's joking or if he's being serious or what, and uh, that was just another another issue with our. Pro oh, it was it was so funny to have a radio show, but uh, I never. Want yeah, to do it, again. it was difficult, particularly with an American. I have a American people watching Cooking with Gwam, and they they believe that it's one hundred percent sincere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, that that's kind of funny to me in its own way, um, because, <laughs> you know, it, it says a lot about the difference between British and, and American cultures. I've, I've had people saying, you know, commenting on it as if it is a serious kind of cooking show. And, and that um, that's absolutely brilliant. 
whereas other people do do understand that you know it's you know half of it is 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 taking the piss a little bit and they kind of get on board with the joke and make jokey comments and it's quite nice to see like an obviously serious comment in between all these jokey ones and and the americans just not not getting that it's meant to be you know not entirely serious but that's the art of it isn't it really it's sort of like 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 people will laugh uh, maybe with me and casper when they know who me and casper are well yeah also 50 percent no says casper <laughs> or, or, <laughs> but but do you know what i mean it's all like if they know if you know that's a really hard art uh, is to kind of be funny to people that don't know you um or support you <laughs> in some way yeah. do you know like that like just or want the best for you you know whatever you want to say and so if you've managed to make some people laugh that don't really know much about you then then fuck congratulations man yeah yeah that's uh that's the the most rewarding thing with it um is you know when strangers like it and that's the hardest thing i think it's that's the hardest thing is that that yeah that other people like it strangers like it like just exactly like you said and they get it so so you're doing something right man i mean it's not the only thing you're doing right but uh but i can't watch it biased i watch it biased should i say is uh, because because i know who you are but i still laugh at it because it's funny i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at the program so 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 i'm digging myself out of the hole but uh but but, but it's that it but that's exactly it i don't yeah it's just it's just it brings me a lot of joy um in my life and and i think everyone needs more laughter especially now more than ever so you are not allowed to stop and i and i think that all of our three listeners <laughs> Uh, would love to see um, you do the recipe that you did today, actually, because what we do after the show is is we we actually well, it'll be out. I think I think we I can't remember which day this comes out, but it will be a day in the following week. I'll let you know. But it, but normally we give a recipe and um, and uh, some maybe some instructions but i think the best thing for everyone would just be if we could just say hey here's the link like just see gareth in action or gwen mm. whatever you want to be called and um and and here it is and and then you just got mate you just got i just just all the followers going your way bruv <laughs> <laughs> thanks so i mean it's it'll be great to see some views from 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 the copenhagen audience yeah, man, and you deserve them. You know, you got a lot of you got. Uh, I remember very quickly to go back to the time when you visited, or one of the times you visited, is the was that was 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 one of my favourite things about you is that your accent changed. <laughs> you have like a, a a European English accent, or a European accent as well as your uh, English accent, and I, and I was just like, wow, that's really a clever idea, actually. I mean, I don't know whether you can even say it when you're in England. I don't know whether it's possible thing for you to do. Yeah, that's very difficult. I sort of slip into this yeah. kind of half European. You can't quite identify what country it is. Um, but I start speaking in broken English, and that is just from touring in Germany, basically. Mm. Um, 
I found the best way rather than speaking, um, you know, proper English was to rearrange my words in a, in a, in a sort of Germanic way and just hope that people would be, would understand me. And I did find that quite often, um, they would do that. Actually, last weekend, I did an interview for a, a brewery in, in Germany. Okay. And, and obviously, the, the owners of the, the brewery were German. And um, my girlfriend did, did say, oh, you, you started to speak a bit differently after about, <laughs> after about five minutes. So I, I, I didn't quite recognize your, your funny <laughs> accent. Uh, I love how you, uh, d- you did the... W- how did that come about? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just sort of <laughs> slip into it somehow. I, I, yeah, I know, I know, it's a bit ridiculous. There's this amazing video of the football manager Steve McLaren. He's a bit of a joke in yeah, the UK, yeah. doing the same thing when he managed the Dutch football team. He, he took on a Dutch accent. You can't really identify the country of where my accent's from, but you know, it's somewhere in Europe. I think it's actually a, a very positive uh, defence mechanism now after Brexit as well. You can just kind of uh, be like James Bond and slip into other cultures and and not be known <laughs> for where you're from. I mean, it's not like you want to go around anywhere other than the States now and uh, talk with an English accent, you know, it's the... We are not we we are not the most wonderful people. Oh, see, no, that's, <laughs> what true, that's, that's true. But you know, also at the same time, I mean, fifty percent of the UK didn't want to leave. So, I, I would say to your listeners that there are nice people in the UK. Um, Alex I think they and know I that. being two yeah. of those. Yeah. So, um, you know, try not to judge us too harshly for that. Um, mistake yeah yeah well that's yeah Gareth um, Gareth you're gonna have to give me some songs to uh, play I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask Gareth to uh, send me some messages so uh, so you don't know what those songs are gonna be right now everybody but you're probably hearing them in the background right now I don't actually know how it works I I just got asked to do the food chain or I asked to do the food chain and I've never listened to the food chain before. So I don't know how well we did, uh, Gareth, but I think it was great. I mean, personally, I think... uh, Yeah, I'll send you over a playlist and I should recommend uh, my my suggestion for uh, the next episode of the food chain. That's it, yeah. Thank you for reminding me that because we do need that. So, so Gareth, um, as you know... As part of the food chain, um, you have to... The whole point of the food chain is that you have to take the... Well, what do you say, actually? Pass the chain to the next person? Or is that how... What do you actually say? I don't know. Well, the next link in the chain, Thank you very much. You're a very good guest. (laughs) (laughs) So the next link in the chain, Gareth, who who should I be calling um, next week to to hear a, a delicious recipe... Um, and 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 a love a more delicious conversation from. I would like to 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 pass the next link in the chain on to a, a friend of mine from New York, mm-hmm. who's called Jen De La Vega, and her pseudonym in the world of food is Randwidges, like 
random and, and sandwiches put together. Oh, brilliant. But she has her own um, cooking show on, um, on Twitch, and she knows a lot about food. And I think she'd be a, a great guest on the food chain. Great. Thanks for, um, thanks for throwing me over to New York. I'm going to have to think about, you know, time differences and everything. Uh, she is awake at this, at this time. Um, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But I'm just saying it just because I'm, I'm just... But no, no, Gareth, perfect. I'm going to be uh, sailing slowly over to New York for, over the next five to six days before uh, I come in contact with what... Sorry, what's her name again? Gender uh, La Vega, a.k.a. Randwidges. Vega. Is that her name, Gender La Vega? Yeah, that's her real name. Uh, Randwidges isn't her real name, but... Gender <laughs> <laughs> La Vega, Randwidges. Gender La Vega, I mean, now I just feel disappointed with my name when I hear a name like that. <laughs> it's super glamorous, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, that's a name. But you have to live up to a name, so I'm actually quite happy with an Alex because no one really expects much from, from that person, you know. Well, no, no, you got it wrong, Casper. Casper's saying something. He is still here. I know he hasn't been on the radio, but he's just hanging out. It's nice to have someone hanging out. Gareth, um, any any suggestions before we go? Um, what? Uh, any suggestions uh, or things that you think are important, or, or, or like you know, what's a good thing to do right now, or anything you want to say? Any last kind of or shout outs? It's totally over to you, man. I mean. I don't know how I'd react to that question, but you're pretty good. So there you I go. I think, you know, in this in this time of um, of lockdown, I think it's important to, to stay in touch with your friends. So my suggestion to everyone listening would be just to look through the the phone book on on your on your mobile phone and just pick someone who you've not you know seen or heard of from a while and just send them a text message and brighten their day. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful suggestion, Gareth. I mean, for me, I've, um, I've, I'm one of the worst people for, for keeping in contact with people. And luckily, I have some very good friends in the UK that don't seem to mind about that and also are equally bad at doing that. Um, but what I've started doing quite regularly is sitting in my, uh, my car on a Friday and uh, well, I've sit in my car because I don't have. I only have. A, <laughs> I have a very small apartment, and there's no extra room for me to go and sit in or whatever. And it's really cold outside. <laughs> so I've just been sitting in my car and ringing my friends and drinking a beer on a Friday night. Um, every now and again, I tried calling you the other week, and then I got a lovely picture of you and your girlfriend. So I was just happy to see that that was going on. Um, but. Um, yeah, I think it was a very, very lovely way to end the show, Gareth. Just just send a message, man. Don't forget to send a me- at least send a message, isn't it? Like, you know, it's so easy just to not do anything. And it's also just so easy to um, just get stuck in your, your rhythm and, 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 and not do things that you know you should do. And and one of the things that gives me strength is, is that I have you and and some very good friends in the uk that i can just always just call up and just be like what is going on you know what is going on and just talk some rubbish or some positive today you know obviously (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um and 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 just feel a bit a little bit happier so wisdom food knowledge 
music tips and advice. Gareth, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on the food chain here with with uh, me, Alex, if I have to say that, and Casper's over there somewhere. It's the Casper's be- best show so far because he he just really hasn't been involved whatsoever. He's on his f- he's on his phone at the moment. He's not even really interested. I mean, he's probably. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, is that rude? Anyway, whatever. Gareth, thank you so much, uh, and we say goodbye from the food chain um, for this week. And next week, I'm going to be calling up. <laughs> you can have to remind me that Jen name one line. Jenda La Vega, is that right? Jenda La Vega, um, something which. But that I'm really, yeah, I'm really interested too. to speak to them. It's much better you said uh, her than uh, like well, Cocker or someone. A, my mate Cocker. She's um, into food, and I think she will be a great guest on the food chain. I've, I've loved being here. I'm sure she'll enjoy your company next week. And promise us, Gareth, that you're going to do your uh, your a, a, a version of the the cornflake chocolate cakes uh, on your channel, please, because it makes I communication do. for us afterwards much easier. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, no, no, but but show people, you know, you've done this, and uh, yeah, let's do it, Gareth. Thank you so much, everyone out there what just fantastic that you make the time to think i'm going to listen to this right now um and i hope this has brought a little bit of uh, joy into your lives just like it has mine and uh, i don't know what to say good afternoon or good evening or good night because i don't know when this show comes out but bye-bye everybody from the food chain gareth don't you go anywhere you can just stay there for a bit. The magic of uh, radio means I just have to press the big red button here that says record, and it stops recording, and then uh, and then uh, and then we can just talk for a minute. But I have, to, yeah. All right, brilliant, everyone. We'll see you again next week, or you'll uh, you'll hear from me again next week. What do you say? Goodbye, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs>
Let's go.